welcome to the Way of Oneness podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, and I'm the Sensei with the Salt Lake Buddhist Fellowship. We are an independent, transsectarian, all-inclusive Western Sangha in the Mahayana tradition. The Way of Oneness podcast is a collection of our Dharma talks delivered at the Salt Lake Buddhist Sangha. Enjoy the Dharma talk. For today's Dharma talk, I want to first ask a question, and then I want to share a story. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to think about it for a moment before you answer it. I want you to reflect upon it a little. So the question is, what are you still carrying with you? What are you holding on to? Now, before you you settle on an answer, I want to share a story with you. Now, a few of you may have heard it before, but every time I listen to it, it resonates with me more and more. So here's the story. Two traveling monks reach a river where they meet a young woman. Wary of the current, she asks if they could carry her across. One of the monks hesitates, but the other one quickly picks her up onto his shoulders and transports her across the water, puts her down on the other shore. She thanks him and departs. As the monks continue on their way, the one is brooding, the young one, and he is preoccupied. Finally, unable to hold his silence, he speaks out. Brother, our spiritual training teaches us to avoid any contact with women, but you picked up that one on your shoulders and carried her. The older and much wiser monk says to the young one, I set her down on the other shore while you are still carrying her. Okay, now I want to ask you that same question again. What are you still carrying? What have you not put down? Whenever we read this story, it's good for us to ask ourselves, what is the young monk worried about? What's going on with him? And the older, wiser monk, what is he trying to teach the younger monk? Now, think of your own life. Which are you, the young monk or the older monk? Many of us are like the young monk, carrying something with us long after it's over, or sometimes even 15 minutes as we're still brooding over that person who cut us off in traffic. The heaviest burdens we can carry are the burdens of the past, either for something that we have done or that was done to us. I've talked about this before, that we are constantly time-traveling from the past to the future, rarely present in the flow of now. We fix ourselves firmly in the past, or because of our dissatisfaction with the flow of the present, or our unwillingness to change in the flow of now, we firmly place ourselves in the future, where everything is controllable and the outcomes can be expected. Or the next day or tomorrow, when my willpower will be so much greater than it is today. 
As Guillaume Cabose Sensei teaches, quote, many people get attached to the past or the future and neglect the important present. We must live the best now with full responsibility. End quote. I think we understand this, though many of us do nothing about our understanding. We don't do anything with that knowledge. I think that's why Guillaume Kabose Sensei ends his teaching with this idea of living with full responsibility. In the flow of now, the past and the future already exist. The myriad of causes and conditions of our life wave that have brought us to this moment with one another. All of it brought us here today together. What a blessing our past have been. What a blessing our karma has been because it brought us here to the Dharma. In the Zen tradition, this is the opening prayer. The teachings are incomparably profound and exquisite. Is rarely met with even hundreds and thousands and millions of lifetimes. We are now permitted to see it, to listen to it, to accept and hold it. May we truly understand the meaning of the Buddha's words. End quote. In traditional Buddhism, and for many of us, to hear and learn the teachings of the Buddha have been transformative for our lives. How great it is that we found it and what brought us here. Our karma, our lives in their entirety, the painful and the joyful, the good and the bad, the laughter and the tears, the injustices and disappointments have brought us here like kind teachers to show us the way. Namu Amida Putsu. Sometimes it's hard to see this, and we demonstrate our ignorance of this reality when we try to go back and fix the past or put off what needs to be done today. Because we can always do that tomorrow. The problem with that is you think you have time, but you don't. How many of us get stuck in the past? Some of us get stuck because of trauma. Others of us get stuck because of habitual ways of thinking and being. We have a tendency to replay disappointments, offenses, resentments, and injustices, real or imagined, over and over again. We may get stuck in our griefs, a lost childhood, a lost relationship or marriage, the death of a loved one. One writer shares this, quote, Some people experience an extreme type of mourning in which they have convinced themselves that moving forward is a betrayal of the person they lost and of themselves as a responsible person. That is, they think that moving forward equals giving up on the person they lost and giving up on being able to have done it better. So they stick to the past and feel they are true to something 
end quote. What is it about being human that we have this tendency to memorialize our suffering, our stories? We would rather live in the past than be present in the moment. We live a life as a testament to something or someone long gone while life moves past us. We hold on so tight, and maybe because it's as the same writer has written, quote, fear of being happy is part of the process. The idea that if they felt true joy, that would prove that they have moved on, and that would prove that the loss is completed, end quote. We get stuck in our unhappiness, our suffering. It becomes part of our identity. And sometimes it becomes a part of who we are so much so that we avoid the loss of something we have already lost. I think this is what the Buddha meant about human beings being delusional. How many of you would say that at times you are stuck in the past? I used to live in the past and at times still do. But once upon a time, I spent night and day in one form or another in a carnival I created of my own history. There were scary ass roller coasters, Thor's hammers, endless halls of mirrors and clowns. Oh, good God. So many clowns. With names like King of Disappointment, the great gesture of what should have been, and the scariest clown of all, the clown of much injustices. His laugh, oh, bone-chilling and heart-chilling. Everything I did, everything I was, was shadowed by this time-traveling. During the day, I went to work, school, hung out with friends. But once I was alone, I hurried back to my carnival, trying to figure my way out. But ironic, isn't it, that I would run back into my carnival to find a way out. My first wife and I, we, we had a good life for a time, but we were very different in our approaches to life. And back then, I spent a lot of time going back in the past, trying to figure out my wounds. My wife now, Linnea, and I, we are similar in that we, for a long time, went back into the past to figure it out. We call it dig and burn, baby. When my ex-wife tried to do that, it only made her life more painful. Her path was different. Back then, I thought the right way was my way. It wasn't. It's just one of many. And that dig and burn, in that, I thought that I could figure out why I was so screwed up, why my parents hurt me or were so selfish. If I could just figure out what I did wrong... And maybe I could correct it. I could be happy. And the wound would never happen again. Just with enough understanding of the past, I could secure 
a painless future. But what I learned, there is so little that you can really figure out. How can we know the motivations, thoughts, fears, and karma of another? And memory? Memory is nothing but another form of story. Memories, though they may have truth, they are not facts. And the past is simply not fixable. I can't change what I did, who I hurt, or who hurt me. And there isn't really anything to figure out. The answer to why me is ultimately an unknowable question. Maybe it is the first koan we are ever given. In my own experience, I have spent so much time in the past that I miss so much of what was right in front of me. And the flow of now carried me along regardless. I discovered that when we get stuck in the past, we become nothing more than a spectator looking backwards. Our lives are so much more than that. At heart of every living thing, there is an innate suchness, an inherent beingness that can only be found in the flow of now. Ultimately, everything else is either wake or illusion. Now, I want to be clear and say that I am not saying that we can't learn from the past. We can. The past can be an essential teacher, and it has been for me. But when that becomes our identity and our only teacher, then it is fraught with difficulties. It is too easy to get lost, to get stuck, and all the stories of who we were, who we are supposed to be, who others wanted us to be. And most of those stories aren't even our own. We need to become fully aware of the limitations of the past. I really appreciate this from Ajahn Brahm, a Theravada Buddhist teacher and monk. When I first read this, I was resistant because it challenged my worldview. And, and here it is. Quote, some people think that if they contemplate the past, they will somehow learn from it and solve their problems. But when we gaze at the past, we invariably look through a distorted lens. Whatever we think it was like, in truth, it was not quite like that at all. This is why people argue about what happened every even a few minutes ago. When we see just how unreliable memory is, we won't overvalue the past. So when we sit down to meditation, do not linger on the past. Do not keep carrying around coffins full of dead moments. If you do, you weigh yourself down with heavy burdens that do not really belong to you. When you let go of the past, you will be free in the present moment. 
I think the important point he's making here is that we do not overvalue the past and spend too much time there stuck. I also love that image of carrying around small coffins on our shoulders. And that's a whole new meaning when somebody asks, do you have any baggage from childhood? <laughs> yeah, I do. I got coffins. From the Pali Canon, in the Bade Karada Sutta, the Buddha teaches, What is past is left behind. The future is yet unreached. Whatever quality is present, you clearly see right there. Right there. End quote. Or in other words, the past is already gone. The future is not yet here. There's only one moment for, your, for you to live. That's in the present moment. I want you to observe your mind and observe how many times your mind travels from the past to the future. You can just quickly label it past, future. It will astound you how much time you spend, in general, going back and forth. But I also want you to observe when you get stuck in one or the other. One way you can tell when you are spending a lot of time in the past is you may start feeling down, depressed, lose energy. And if you start to feel anxious, you may be spending too much time in the unknowable future. I appreciate this quote I found, and the author is unknown. Quote, If you live in fear of the future because of what happened in your past, you'll end up losing what you have in the present. End quote. Wise words. There is another form of time travel where we get stuck in the nostalgia of the past when life was good or now living through a pandemic when life was normal. And in this nostalgia, we have no vigor for the present. We just want to remember when things were good. This happens most often when the changes that are happening are overwhelming and our resistance to the present has us seeking out the past before the great Oz was unmasked. But the present is all there is, right here, right now, this, in all of its convoluted manifestations. The past is gone like water of the river, gone to the sea. Living in the past, we're not living, but setting up camp in a dark cemetery, talking to ghosts. Living in the past is a heavy burden that can keep us stuck. Our aspirations, our deepest yearnings to be carried by the flow of life, but we're afraid to let go. It is exhausting because when we get stuck, we are resisting the flow of life. We are standing in the middle of a stream, walking against the current of time. No matter how hard you try, the flow of now, the flow of life is pushing you along with it. Let go. Let the flow carry you. The Buddha taught that all his teachings were about freedom, liberation. Do you want to be free? 
How many times did I choose not to be free? Too many to count. Again from Ajahn Brahm, quote, It's amazing how free you can be if you don't limit yourself to your past. End quote. Our lives can only be fully lived in the flow of now because that is reality as it is. The dynamic, ever-changing, unrepeatable flow of our lives is the everyday miracle if we can only let it be. I love this from Thich Nhat Hanh, quote, To live in the present moment is a miracle. The miracle is not to walk on water. The miracle is to walk on the green earth in the present moment, to appreciate the peace and beauty that are available now. End quote. Life can only be in the present moment. Enlightenment can only be in the present moment. And in the same present, our past and future can be reconciled. As Guillaume Kabose Sensei has taught, quote, The enlightenment of the present is the enlightenment of the past and the future. And to one who is grateful now, his past is also grateful. End quote. What does that mean? As I was sharing earlier, it means that all I have been through, the abandonment, the poor choices, the disappointments, the injustices, the suffering of all brought me here to where I am right now, have brought me to the Dharma and to the compassion of the Buddhas and to be here right now speaking with you. Guillaume Kabose Sensei calls the current now, the present moment, the flow of now, the eternal present. Quote, Only when one discovers for himself what he is and what he really wishes for, does he find life to be very significant and appreciated. Then his entire past becomes significant and grateful, and his entire future becomes important, bright, and meaningful. Today exists only today, and it cannot be in the past or the future. In other words, this today does not come again in the eternal future. Today is the most unique, noble, and only today in the eternal present and eternal future. End quote. Let us let go of the past and return fully present in the flow of now. Let us unbind our hearts so we can fly. I want to close with this poem from Mary Oliver, titled To Live in This World. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal, to hold it against your bones, knowing your own life depends on it, and when the time comes to let go, to let it go. Namo Amida Butsu. Thank you for listening. To learn more about our fellowship, please go to saltlakebuddhist.org. We look forward to having you here again. Namo Amida Butsu.